Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cheap Seats Chatter, the Overtime Heroics baseball podcast. I'm your host, Alex Clark, joined today by one Matthias Altman Kurosaki. No Ryan Splash Pots today. He is on vacation. But, you know, it's just going to be a two-man show today, just like, back, just like back in the old days of CSC. So going back to those old days, as we'd always start every podcast, Mac, how are we doing today? Say I'm doing pretty well. I had a pretty interesting week to say the least i was out in montana from uh I, I got there on july 4th i got to watch fireworks did a lot of work the next two days but it was all baseball i was doing some stuff with the pioneer league basically 48 hours of straight work but then got to enjoy some some b- nice baseball that ballpark out there in kalispell flathead field might have the nicest backdrop in all of sports with the glacier national park in the background so that was amazing. And yesterday I got to go to the Keith Hernandez Jersey retirement ceremony. That was amazing. And the Mets won on a walk-off error. So yeah, it's, it's been a pretty, <laughs> pretty swell week. That, that was, a, that's one of the craziest games I've been to actually. So yeah, that, that's how my week went. I, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Montana, but I will say they have amazing scenery there. Um, I will say to give it a little bit of a, of a run of its money, because I saw the pictures you posted, absolutely beautiful, stunning. Uh, anyone who's gone to historic Palm Springs Stadium, I got to call the California Winter League over there, and they have some incredible views. If you're in center field and looking home, you can just get to see the mountains like completely encapsulating you in, and it is an absolutely gorgeous view. Um, I've had a pretty interesting week overall as well. Um, I only worked about half a week just because I wasn't feeling too hot on Tuesday. Surprisingly, not because of, uh, health reasons. It was honestly because I couldn't sleep because people were shooting off fireworks till four or five in the morning and did not sleep in time for work. So anyway, it was fine like, at that point, but just watching a lot of baseball, baseball has really been such a big subject right now, just in the normal media even and that's because we're getting closer and closer to all star week we're also getting closer and closer to finding out more and more about these teams especially with today the all-star reserves being announced because we've already had the full list of the starters here as they have already been they've already been announced for the american league i'll just go ahead and uh read them off here alejandro kirk uh, got the start at catcher position. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. over at first base. Jose Altuve at second, followed by Rocky Devers at third. Tim Anderson got the vote at shortstop, followed by Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton all getting the three outfield spots as Shohei Otani winning the designated hitter position vote for the American League. For the National League, here you had Wilson Contreras here for the catcher position, followed by G- Paul Goldschmidt at first base. Jez Chisholm Jr. over at second base, followed by Manny Machado at third. Trey Turner got the shortstop position, and then the three outfielders were Roland Acuna Jr., uh, Mookie Betts, and Jock Patterson got the vote as well. And then as the DH position, you've got uh, – it looks like it's a bit of a split on this one. Maybe you can get, uh, enlighten me a little more about this. Uh, Bryce Harper and uh, William Contreras. And I believe it's because Bryce Harper's on the injured list, if I believe, correct? That is correct. Yeah. So at that point then, so it's supposed you got to give Harper his like, you know, vote because he did win the vote, but it is going to go to Contreras at that. So on the starters, there's a few people that definitely 
definitely seem a little bit, you know, why did they make it? But there's also cool other stories. We'll get to it in a little bit. First off, Yankees balled out this year for the All-Star game. In these, just for the starters, again, getting both Judge and Stanton on that is pretty impressive at that point, as well as the uh, Toronto Blue Jays getting both the catcher and first base position. So, Matt, first off, let's talk just about the American League starters on this. Who, what do you like about this? these uh, leading vote-getters? What do you think are the problems? I have one huge problem, but we'll get to that in a second. I just want to hear what you got first, though. Well, I think you and I are thinking the exact same thing. Which yeah, is, yes, we are. I just want you to say it first. <laughs> okay, so obviously Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having another solid year, and I think he's a very good player. But Ty France has exceeded his exceeded Vlad in every category, basically, other than the power numbers. So I get that Ty France did go on the injured list for a bit, but I think he was definitely deserving over Guerrero. And if I'm going to point to another one, it's Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, Stan's obviously a great power hitter and probably could be an all-star as a reserve anyway, but I'm not sure he's better than some of the, the guys you see in the reserves or the guys who got left off the roster. That's the thing. So, and also he, he got voted as an outfielder when he primarily is a DH. You know, the other one I would say was Otani being a starter, but the thing is now his main competition, Jordan Alvarez went on the injured list today. So now it's no longer an issue. Obviously, Otani was going to make it as a pitcher and a hitter regardless because he's been absolutely unreal this year. But those are the only real gripes because if you look at it, I mean, second base isn't that great of a position. Altuve is having a strong year. Devers has had a great year. He's an MVP candidate. Anderson's probably been the best offensive shortstop this year. Uh, Trout is still Mike Trout, you know, his 10th all-star game. Aaron Judge is having a monster series at 30 homers. And Alejandro Kirk is – by far the best offensive catcher in baseball, in my opinion, this year. So those are the only gripes I really have. Other than that, I think it's reasonable. I, I think there's a little bit of blasphemy in what you said about the best uh, hitting catcher and Alejandro Kirk when our homeboy Cal Raleigh is still hitting bombs like it's nobody's business. But okay, no, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I, I get what you're saying. Alejandro Kirk is, you know, here's what I'll say is that Alejandro Kirk, uh, when I saw him play back in early, I think this was early May, I went to Blue Jays game and he was really struggling hitting, I think around 200. His OPS was maybe around 500. And since then, I believe his OPS is about 1100. It's been unreal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just giving, I'm just giving some flack there. No, Alejandro Kirk definitely deserves it. I think Kirk has had himself a fantastic season. I think that he is well-deserving of the position, but I'm right, right with you when it comes to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I know it's not, I know you can just, again, make the argument that, you know, Mariner fan Homer want Mariner player in game, but I mean, you look at the statistics here and it just makes sense that Ty France gets it. Like in every one of the main hitting categories, and basically every one of the main hitting categories, Ty France beats out Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, war even, a 2.8 versus 2.5. And defensively even, that Ty France has had himself a pretty decent season. And again, he plays gold glove level defense. Like on the season right now, has it been the best season overall for him defensively? No, he does have a couple errors, but that's not bad at all in fact that's still pretty darn solid only two errors so far this season like this is one of the biggest problems i have overall with the all-star game itself 
is that I don't think that the game, and I think we can both kind of agree on this a little bit. The popular vote is just that, a popular vote. It does not show who are the best players in the game. It shows who are the most popular players. As shown, again, a little bit as well with another person that you brought up, Giancarlo Stanton. So I think that with this, I don't like to look at the popular vote as much just because, again, it's not objective. Usually that's why I like looking at the reserves. Usually the reserves are the main players that, you know, really deserve that spot. However, if you look at the reserves, which we'll get to in a second, there's another player notably missing there. Now look at the National League side of the uh, voters, the Contreras, Goldschmidt, Jazz, Chisholm, all that, all the way down. Um, I'm not as mad about this. I feel like this was pretty darn close to what my all-star ballot was. So, I mean, there's a couple notable ones, including, again, Swanson not being there instead of Trey Turner. Uh, yeah, Trey Turner, they're being there instead of Swanson. I think that's the number one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm going to agree there uh, because, I mean, Swanson's having a career year and he's been fantastic. But the one I'm going to point to actually is Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, he is a fantastic player, but he's only played in 52 games this year. And his numbers pale in comparison to his, his career uh, expectations, really. So I'm not quite sure if I agree that he should be starting. You know, I, I look at some of the guys who were selected – uh, as the reserves as out in uh, the outfield. And I really think they all have had better seasons than Acuna. So again, Acuna is probably still coming into form, you know, but that's the one that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, Cause I, you know, I get Jock Peterson too, though, is like Peterson's had a good year, but at the same time, it's kind of borderline if he's actually deserving. And I'll point this out too. And I find this, hard to believe but peterson is san francisco's only representative for this game I, how that's possible is beyond me so those th that's the those are the main issues i have with the national league lineup no I'm, I'm with you on that one like the giants overall i get that you know you look at their team that's kind of always been their mo at least for the last couple of years is that they really don't have any big name stars they just have a lot of guys that do their job really well and so it does make it a little bit harder to give them more all-star nods. If it's just, if there are people that really stand out, they just do their job exceptionally well. So I'm not as mad about it, but I get it at the same time. And also Jock has had a really good season. I'm not going to put anything down on him. Do I think he should have been a start? He should be a starter. It's a bit debatable, but I think it's, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. The main one I'm just a bit, I'm a little bit uh, salty on is again, the Swanson V and also like you as well um if acuna is injured for that long and it's only played for again 50 or so games like that i mean i think there are players that have played more that are more deserving than that but let's move on now if we want to over here to the reserves for either side we'll start with the american league and this is one that is very Actually, let's talk about the pitchers first uh, before we get to that. We'll talk about the pitchers first. And so 
From Oakland, Paul Blackburn got it, which, again, kind of surprised a little bit of both of us. I'm okay with it, but also Frankie Montas could have definitely deserved it as well. Uh, Colossae got uh, got it as well as Garrett Cole, uh, Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, Jorge Lopez, and kind of the feel-good story of the summer so far. Um, Alec Manoa, Shane uh, McClanahan, who a lot of people thought also probably could uh, be the starter for this game. Followed by Otani, Martin Perez, uh, Gregory Soto, Fran Valdez, and Justin Verlander. Again, I'm going to sound like the homer here, but Logan Gilbert also really, I think, deserved it. And I'm trying really hard not to sound like, you know, Mariner fan here, but you look at the numbers and it just makes sense. Logan Gilbert for the first couple months was one of the, t- was not only one of the team's uh, leading ERA guys, he was one of the league's best ERA pitchers. And even now, he is still in, I believe, the top 10. Like, he has been a phenomenal pitcher this year, and he's not getting any love. He's not getting any respect. I know the ERA isn't the only stat, but for a young guy to come out and do what he's done, it's almost like he's getting a bit overshadowed by Julio a little bit, which is kind of funny because last year when he came onto the show, when he really came out, uh, is a he debuted – one game after Jared Kelnick, they were both called up on the exact same day. And no one was talking about Gilbert. They were all talking about Kelnick. Well, now you look at the Mariners and they're talking all about Julio and Ty, but Logan has become the ace of the team. And that's with them signing the 2021 reigning uh, American League Cy Young Award winner, Robbie Ray in the offseason, who has done very well in his last few starts. Thank you for asking. So, I, I mean... That's my number one gripe. What about you, Mac? Yeah, looking at this, here's the thing is that, you know, obviously, so the Yankees have had a fantastic season, and they have six guys in the All-Star game. Uh, if I'm I'm looking at the pitchers who were selected, you've got to remember some teams, every team needs an All-Star representative. So personally, with Paul Blackburn, he's had a solid year, but I think Frankie Montes is the better pick. Montes has thrown more innings, has a better ERA, has a better whip, has a better strikeout rate. So I, I would have gone Montes. I get he has a 3-9 and nine record, but then he had win-loss record is dumb. So I personally would have had Montes in. And then I would have had Gilbert in, I think, over Framber Valdez. And I get Valdez is a lefty, but Houston already has multiple reps. And I just think, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers and Gilbert clears him in almost every major category. So that, that's the change I would have made. I mean, McClanahan, I think, will probably start. Jorge Lopez has been fantastic. Clay Holmes has been one of the best relievers in baseball. Garrett Cole has had another Garrett Cole year. It's just it, – it's hard to remove a pitcher from this roster. I think the one that maybe is the weakest is probably Framber. I mean, obviously, other than whoever – because the A's needed an all-star, and the, the A's don't really have – a lot of all-star representatives. That's the thing. Although, actually, on, on the second look, uh, Valdez does have a 2.64 ERA and is tied for the league lead in complete games. So, it, it is that, – that's a tough one because, while I think Gilbert is worthy, he sort of falls between the cracks because the Mariners already have a representative and they, you know, and the other – there are other teams that need someone. That's the thing. If, if this was like the NBA where not every team needs a representative, then sure, Gilbert gets in probably over Blackburn or over Soto. But 
that that's the way it is. Unfortunately, I still think Gilbert should get in and, you know, there's always going to be injury replacements. So I still yeah. think there's a chance he makes it. Oh, I think there's a very high chance that he makes it. If he doesn't make it in through the injury replacements, then I don't know what the heck's going on anymore. Like that's, that's one thing that I was going to bring up at the very end is that I think that a lot of the people that we're talking about that deserve to make it in that didn't make it in on initial go through are going to be in through uh, injury replacement. But the fact that it's still, you go through these bits here, we see these players that deserve to be in and just aren't, it, it, it gets a little bit suspect. It also just feels a little bad because it just feels more and more like it's not actually about act. It's not actually about how good you've done. It's all more about name power, star power, recognition, and maybe a little bit of accolade. Well, honestly, so, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw that in right now because Upon second glance, so Valdez is actually having, you know, a 2.64 ERA is very good. Garrett Cole's ERA is over a full half run higher than Gilbert's. And his ERA plus is only 115. While he has a much higher strikeout rate, he's also allowed home runs at a much higher rate. So, really, I think that's a case where Garrett Cole gets in because he's Garrett Cole and he plays for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's Gilbert's had a far better season than him. See, that's the thing right now is that this is something that we've talked about before, and I'm not going to bring this up for too long. I just want to kind of bring it up a little bit. I still fully believe there is an East Coast bias when it comes to the voters for this and for the committee members for baseball for selecting these players. But that's going to be a discussion for a later time. If we got into that right now, this podcast would be about 15 hours long. So we're just going to leave that part for right now. I do agree with you that Cole probably shouldn't have been. And especially with how many representatives the Yankees already have in this game. The Yankees have a ton of reps, including two Yankees that won the popular vote for their positions, even though one of them did it for a position they don't play. Uh, <laughs> look at you, Giancarlo. But um, overall, let's take a look now at some of the pitchers from the National League side. Here, as right now, there's one name that I love, so happy to see. On, I'm so happy to see, and you, you know exactly who I'm happy to see to you on here. But for the National League, we've got Sandy Alcantara, David Bednar, Corbin Burns, Luis Castillo, Edwin Sugar Diaz, if that didn't give it away immediately, Max Fried, Tony Gonsolin, Josh Hader, Ryan Helsley, uh, Clayton Kershaw, Joe Mantiply for Arizona, let's go, and Joe Musgrove for San Diego. So, I mean, can we both just be really happy for a second that Edwin Diaz made the All-Star game again? I'm so hyped for Edwin Diaz. You know, Edwin Diaz has faced 139 batters this year and struck out 70 of them. You know, this is a guy that Mets fans wanted to run out of town after 2019. And I'm, I just, I've been an Edwin defender this whole time. And I'm so glad that he's found success. No, I really, I really thought he was unlucky, really unlucky in 2019, big victim of the juice ball, and seeing him succeed the way he is this year, it's just been absolutely amazing to watch. You know, it, it, from his entrance to his slider this year, his slider's been ridiculous. This fastball reaching 102 miles per hour, 103, he he's nothing short of electric. The back when he was with uh, Seattle, one of his first not one of his first nicknames was the Electric Man. Ordo was Thor actually for his for like God of Thunder and then became a sugar Edwin Sugar Diaz. And you know, I'm so happy for him because again, just like yeah, I've been an Edwin defender for a while too, ever since he was with Seattle. 
And to see it kind of go up and down, it was always a little bit sad. But even then, like, he still had, he had the intangibles to make it work. He had the stuff. It was just about putting it together. And finally, this season, he has really put it all together. And like you said, that fastball slider combo is one of the most deadly in all of baseball. Like, again, like you said right now, his strikeout rate is just absolutely insane it's kind of funny where right now i'm actually loaded up just because just because i like looking at at it right now i'm looking at the edwin diaz live series card on mlb the show and even with a downgrade going on right now he still has a k per nine stat of 114 that is one of the best in all of all live series cards that's how good he is and that's why i think he does fully deserve i'm really happy to see that he has made it um, I want to ask you right now, are there any surprise people on this list that did not make it for the National League that you're immediately like are that you immediately go to? You know, here's the thing is that honestly, not really, because if you look at the guys who meet it, they're all really deserving. You know, obviously, I, I've been on the David Bednar hype, tra- hype train for a while. And even after a little bit of a slump, he's still doing great. Obviously, Corbin Burns, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, he's doing doing great again. Sandy Alcantara, I watched him carve up the Mets again today. He is really a special pitcher. You know, when I think of a guy who eats innings, I think of a guy like Mark Burley, like Jamie Moyer, like Bartolo Colon, more of the soft-tossing guys. Sandy Alcantara not only can give you seven, eight innings every time out, but he has 98, 100 in his back pocket. He's an absolute pleasure to watch. Even when he pitches against my Mets, he's um, so fun to watch. Obviously, Max Fried's having a great year. Tony Gonsolin is 11-0 with a 1-6 ERA. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, it's great to see him back in the, the All-Star game. Uh, Ryan Helsley's having a huge year. Josh Hader's Josh Hader. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out, though, to Joe Mantiply. You know, he this is a guy not many people have heard of him. He was drafted three times, uh, most recently – in the 27th round in 2013 out of Virginia Tech. But he's been cut multiple times. He's been DFA'd. He's been just sort of bouncing around. And then this year, he's found his groove with the D-backs. A 191 ERA in 33 innings with 34 strikeouts. I know that ERA has come up a little bit, but still, this has been absolutely a thrill to watch. So congrats to him. And also a shout-out to Joe Musgrove making his first All-Star game for his hometown team. So really. I think the National League, those those pitchers, they're all really deserving. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any guys that I would have above this. And like I said, I'm really happy to see Clark Kershaw get back in. He now is going to be in his ninth All-Star game, which I'm checking my notes right now, along with Justin Verlander, who also has nine. I don't see anybody else who has more All-Star game. Oh, no, sorry, there's one, Mike Trout. Sorry. That's obvious one that had more all-star appearance. So again, just really good to see again. The, it's like one of the, it's like one of the best pitchers of our generation getting another chance at the midsummer classic. You, you know, I'm going to throw one more thing in here, yeah, yeah. which is going to be interesting because obviously starting the all-star game is always good. It's always a big honor. Uh, right now, obviously the talk is that Alcantara is the most deserving, but you got to keep in mind, this is being hosted at Dodger Stadium. And obviously, there are two Dodger pitchers here. And one thing I didn't realize until earlier today is that Clayton Kershaw has never started an all-star game. 
So while I don't think Kershaw is the best pitcher of the guys on the roster, there's a chance that, you know, most likely Dodger Stadium will not host another all-star game during his career. So I got to wonder if Bryce Snicker will let him start. I know that it, you know, they'll cause like a whole you know, social media meltdown, but I, I, I really wonder, like just out of respect that if they're going to let Kershaw start this game. I think they should hundred percent. I mean, look at this right now. Here's the thing. The all-star gamer doesn't mean a whole lot. Like it, ever since they got rid of the, uh, the stipulation that the winner of the all-star game is uh, that, sorry, that league then uh, gets the host for the world series, which thankfully they got rid of that. Like it, there's nothing really on the line. This, the all-star game is really for two things. It's to boost the resume of the players and it's for the fans. Like that's it. That's really what it's all about. And I think, why not? You know what? You're in Dodger stadium you have one of the greatest pitchers of our generation. Like legitimately, there are very few pitchers that we could put on like in their prime. There were few that were more dominant than Clayton Kershaw. I, I can't think of too many more, like too many that were better than him and just like in that same kind of time span. So, you know, why not? He deserves, I think the storybook there makes, it makes perfect sense. If this, if if starting the all-star game was like his huge honor that was like, Oh, Hey, I got to do this. I, it makes me the better pitcher overall in my lifetime, then maybe not. Or like, if it got you something extra, like, you know, you got an extra, you know, like $2 million for it or something like that, then maybe, I guess, but no, it doesn't. You're just going to be the starter and you've got to have Kershaw on this game. So I yeah, think yeah, yeah, it's, that's the thing. it's a slam dunk. That's the thing is, I believe there is a bonus for making the all-star game, but starting it is, as a pitcher, yes. it, you know, that's the thing is, I remember, you know, when uh, 2018, when the Nationals hosted it, Jacob DeGrom, obviously he won the Cy Young, he was in the all-star game, had amazing numbers, but Scherzer started it because it was his home ballpark. I remember also, I mean, in 2013, to be fair, Matt Harvey was on top of the world at the time, but Matt Harvey started at City Field. Uh, in 2012, this wasn't a hometown thing, but uh, Buster Posey was the starting catcher for the NL squad. And so instead of R.A. Dickey, I believe uh, Tony La Russa had Matt Cain start. So we've seen this before. I fully expect I, either Kershaw or Gonsolin to start. But I, I, yeah, Sandy, obviously, I think is probably the front runner for the Cy Young right now. But I just don't be shocked if it's a Dodger starting. I, I think that right now it, i would be more shocked if it was sandy alcantara or anyone else i was starting this game just because i think that the storyline is there it's for the fans it's for kershaw he deserves it just let him have it like i, I there's no, there's nothing that hurts by having him start that game if social media gets mad that alcantara should have started the game then let them be mad like it, it means nothing else at that point just let the let the guy that's given his all for this team let him have it so now let's move on to the reserves and this is what was announced earlier today again these podcasts are recorded a day in advance oh boy let's just get right on into it for the american league the reserves were jose trevino with the catcher position the infielders were luis arias Xander Bogarts, Miguel Cabrera, which we'll talk about that again in a moment, who actually does have the, uh, the most right now, at this being his 12th all-star selection. 
Andres Jimenez and uh, Jimenez and Jose Ramirez. And then in the outfield for them, you got Andrew Benintendi, Byron Buxton, Julio Rodriguez, George Springer, and Kyle Tucker. Now we've been talking about Ty France. We've been saying all this. If anybody who has looked at the stats, who has looked at anything that has gone with this, still thinks that Ty France does not deserve to be an all-star, stop watching the podcast. Just right now. Like, there's no getting to you at this point. Like, when you look at a guy that has had this kind of an incredible offensive season, as well as doing extremely well defensively, how you leave him off here? On top of it, he was also the second highest vote getter at first base behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and still had better stats than Vladimir. Like, how do you keep this man off of the roster? Like, I have no doubt that the first, like, let's say even within the first three of the uh, injured reserves that happened for the American League, one of them will go to Ty France. Like, if it's not, if it's not, then I'm just going to say that baseball makes no more sense and then just kind of continue on my life, I guess. But it's just, it, it's depressing seeing this. It just makes no sense. Like, I know that baseball is a weird sport, but this is logical. This is a problem. This man deserved it more than a lot of the players that currently won the job, that currently won their positions. Like, are you, is anyone going to really try and tell me that Ty France is less deserving of a starting spot than Giancarlo Stanton is less deserving of a starting spot than Vladimir? Guerrero Jr., who we've already compared the stats for, is anyone going to tell me that he is less deserving of a starting spot than, say, well, I don't know, Altuve? It's like, I mean, yes, I get that these players are good, but Ty France is batting over 300 right now. Yes, he had a little bit of time off for injury. Guess what? Didn't hurt Ronald Acuna Jr. at all. And this was an injury that Ty France, they said he was going to be out for a while. And he came back really early and he's already still looking, he's already still looking all right. Like on the season right now, an OPS plus of 148. 148 OPS plus for Ty France makes no sense how he's not in this reserves. It makes no sense why he's not the starter for this all-star game. Like I get that every team needs to have representatives and all that. The the Yankees have five. The Mariners can't have two, three, when one of them is better than half the starters. I mean, Mac, am I am I wrong on this? Like, am I wrong? No, no. Oh, I'm I'm looking at the numbers and like, he's Ty France. Also, he only has a fourteen percent strikeout rate. He's sitting three ten with an eight fifty one OPS. And that's the thing is, yes, he missed time with that injury, but. I mean, he still qualifies for the batting title. He has 2.8 war in 12, 13 fewer games than, than Vlad. Uh, you know, he, is, he clears Vlad in that category. I get that Vlad has played every game and he has more homers and RBIs, but I think something needs to be said for France. I think France really has outplayed a lot of players. I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the infield. And, yeah, there are some – I mean, Luis Arise is saying 348, so obviously you're going to keep him. I mean, the hard part is that it almost becomes a choice of do you put France in 
or do you put Vlad in? Because if you look at the American League infielders, and granted, Cabrera is a legacy pick, it's hard to find someone who you would take off. Maybe you take off Bogarts, but th- that's the tough decision you have to make here. I mean, the fans love Vlad, and I look, I'm a huge Vlad Guerrero fan too, but like, if you look at the numbers, France clears him in basically every category except for home runs and RBIs. So, yeah, that's quite, that's the tough situation you are because also that means if France makes it, does that mean Julio loses his spot? You know, it's it, – it, I'm not really sure what to make of it here because I, I think full on that Ty France should be an all-star. I mean, I'm probably going to get ostracized for saying this, but I don't think Vlad should have been. Like, I know Vlad is a very good player. Like, don't get me wrong. He is one that in a lot of scenarios makes the all-star team here. And he, if we were in, in the right world right now, Ty France and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would be switched in their positions. And they would find – I think that fully on that if Vlad and Ty France were in their switched positions, I think the all-star committee would have found a way to put Vlad in just because he is the more popular player. Is he the better player right now? No. But is he the more popular player? The answer is yes. So I think that this is another one of those cases of just the committees taking another East Coast bias, but again, can't really dwell on that. What we can do is take a look at the players that were selected for the reserves. And Trevino is an interesting one just because, again, you've got to have a catcher, and now you have to have a catcher in there. Again, Arias has had himself an incredible season. Right now, I'm not knocking anything that he has done. Xander Bogarts does not have either because Devers already has a spot. So they've all, Boston Red Sox already have their position. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, Bogarts also doesn't deserve it, but it's it's kind of what's there. And that's kind of the problem here. Miguel Cabrera is a special selection. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Jimenez, again, Again, Cleveland needs some people, but right now the Cleveland's actually at three players from what I counted on this. I might be wrong on that uh, for the Midsummer Classic with Jimenez, Ramirez, and Classe. So maybe one of them, but sorry. Oh, this here's the thing is that first of all, as a Mets fan, I'm very, very happy for Andres Jimenez. I understand he was one of the guys the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor, and I. I, I was sort of high on Jimenez, but I really never saw him as a great offensive player. And he's proven me wrong, very, very wrong this year. He's sitting 300 with an 836 OPS, nine homers, 40 RBIs. I mean, he's having a great, great year. Uh, you know, and I honestly, I knew that Trevino was off to a good start offensively. I didn't realize, I mean, he's still at a 111 OPS plus, which is by far the best of his career, but also he's, I mean, what we knew is that he's arguably the best defensive catcher in baseball this year. So that's, I mean, if you told me before the year that Jose Trevino was going to be an all-star, I probably would have laughed at you, but he's, he's proven me wrong too. So those guys, I, I get how, I get how they made it. It's the thing is that with being a catcher, I feel like they value defense a lot. And Jonah Heim has had a better offensive season than Trevino but Trevino's defense is superior. So it's, it's, it's really a, it's a tough, tough one there, but, and I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to, but also, yeah, big, big shout out to Andres Jimenez for 
for making it. Oh, no, I mean, 100%. Again, one of those real big surprises this season, and, you know, good on him, especially for that. So I'm not saying that you take out him. As I don't I don't know who you take out because it is one of those hard things of it's just so many, so much talent to pick from. Who do you honor first? And I do think that France deserves it 100% more than a lot of the people do. But, you know, that's that bit. I'll be happy right now that at the very least, you know, my, in the at least in the outfield, that my boy Julio made it, which we'll talk about that again in a little bit. But look at the National League infielders as well. You got your boy uh, Pete Alonso is in it, as well as Nolan Arenado, CJ Crone, Jeff McNeil, Arapujos as a leg- uh, legacy pick, and Dansby Swanson, who did eventually make it after we were talking about earlier the Trey Turner versus Dansby Swanson debacle. Yeah, really? I think the one... I, I wasn't quite sure on was uh, was CJ Crone just because I, I thought that the Rockies selection was probably going to be Daniel Bard, but I mean, Crone's still having a very good year right, with the bat. So, you know, I, I mean, he's hit 20 homers. He's a 901 OPS, which I know Coors field, but still that's around what he had last year. He had a 905 last year. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, overall, I think these infielders are all pretty deserving. Really, really happy for Dansby Swanson finally getting that all-star selection. We've been waiting for him to break out for a while, and this might be it. Uh, Nolan Arenado, obviously, having another great year, as as is Jeff McNeil. He's doing well, hitting about, I believe he's hitting 317, which is third in the National League. This is his second all-star appearance. And, of course, Pete Alonso, who's leading the NL, and actually all of MLB and RBIs with 70. So, I'm more curious to see if Pete Alonso will be in the home run derby again because I want him to see I want to see him three Pete. I want I think the, I think the entire baseball world wants to see Pete Alonso in the home run derby because the derby is just better with Pete Alonso in it. Like he's that good. It's amazing to watch him hit hit homer after homer. Um I think overall, when I look at this, I don't have any real problems. I do still think that Dansby should have been the main starter. And I fully agree with you that the uh, Colorado star, uh, representative should have been barred as opposed to Crone. But you know what? It's fine. Crone has done good work, too. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, because now that we've gone through both the American League and National League here, we've, ha- we've brought up both Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. And obviously, the names that everybody knows and the reason, though, why we're talking about them is that there is the new rule I believe is implemented this year, the commissioner's selection where Rob Manfred basically just said, Hey, I want to have legacy players in the all-star game, which to be fair, I'm all right with that. I'm actually hundred percent. Okay. With that, because it's all about trying to honor the players that this is like kind of like their last ride, especially with how amazing the uh, Derek Jeter one was. So having our pools and uh, Miguel Cabrera, as they've already, I believe both of them have announced this is their final season, correct? Or as I'm maybe, not, I'm not, I know that Pujols for sure has. I don't know if yeah, Cabrera has. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. Cause I like, I know that Pujols is, I wasn't sure about Miggy, but you know, I'm okay with it. I still love Miggy. I love Pujols. It's fine. Um, but this is a chance for them to both like, uh, never said that he wanted to honor both of them at this year's All Star game. And you know what? I'm, uh, I'm all about it. Why not? Yeah. The one problem I do have is that it does take a slot away 
from another player getting into the all-star game. But again, it's the all-star game. It's fine. So, I mean, I got to say where there could be some problems, but I, I, the all-star game is for fanfare and having some of the biggest legends of the game there helps fanfare. So now we can talk a little bit about the outfielders for this. And this is where I can finally talk about it and be happy for a moment after all the negativity here. As for the American League, the outfielders were Andrew Benintendi, the Kansas City Royals uh, uh, representative, followed by Byron Buxton, George Springer, Kyle Tucker, and the one, the only, Julio Rodriguez, the lone rookie making it into the All-Star game has had an amazing season, 100% does deserve it, I feel. But I want to get your thoughts before I just go on an amazing rant here for a second. Like, do you believe that for, we'll talk about Julio for at least just a moment, just because I want to have my own fun with this too. Um, Julio, does he deserve it uh, against others? I want to ask, does he deserve it? I was thinking before, before the selection show that he definitely deserves it. You know, you look I mean, you remember how he struggled that first month and he's adjusted so well. He honestly looks like a veteran playing out there. You know, he's a 274 batting average and 815 OPS, 15 homers, 21 steals, which still leads the American League. 3.5 war, which is really good. Uh, he's hitting the ball hard. He's a 50.4% uh, hard hit rate. You know, he's... He's still striking out a, uh, a high rate, which isn't great. He's still walking, you know, only 7%. It's still, he sh- he's made such tremendous strides just in this year alone that I see no reason for him not to be an all-star. I think he's a, he's a real five-tool player. I mean, he's won back-to-back Rookie of the Month, Rookie of the Month awards in the American League. He won Player of the Week last week. I mean, I, I see no reason for him not to win this award. So, I, I or not to make the All Star game. And honestly, he is he is the front runner for Rookie of the Year right now by a lot. So, yeah, he fully he fully deserves to get in. To borrow a comment from the selection show itself, uh, I was listening, I was watching earlier. Um, Julio Rodriguez is not just one of the best rookies in baseball. He's one of the best players in baseball right now. He has had a phenomenal season. His combination of bat speed, the bat speed, power, and running speed, as well as just having fun. It's it's incredible to watch, and I feel so blessed I get to watch basically on a daily basis being a Mariner fan. Um, I think that overall with him, yeah, I'm definitely fanboying a little bit here, but he has been really fun to watch on top of it because like you said he looks like a veteran out there but he still has that youthful presence to him like whenever he does something cool something fun that smile of his just shines forward but there's a name that keeps getting associated with him and we all know what the name is we all know who it is it's ken griffey jr he is continuously getting compared to Griffin getting compared to the kid which I mean for him that's that's an honor because that is you know a legendary player one of the best players to ever play this game but at some point as well whether for for Julio you've got to be trying to make sure that you are keeping and you're making your own ground you're not just following in the footsteps although I will say like especially for him I've heard him talk about you know the correlation and he's happy about it as i think a lot of us really are i just want to make sure that with him 
that he continuously, he just keeps playing with that same useful energy. The more fun that he has on the field, the better he does. Like, even then, I'll, I'll say this little thing. A little bit ago, there was a bit of a slip-up on the game that was actually on Apple TV instead of actual root sports. Um, first pitch of the – one of the first pitches he saw, he hits a deep drive to center field, and it's about a foot away from being a home run. Tries to make it into a triple, but trips over his own foot, falls, and does the swim move trying to get to third base and is well out. Any other player, almost any other player at that point is going to try and cover that up as fast as they humanly can. No, he was smiling through it. And at one o'clock in the morning that next day, he tweeted out him with the swimming emoji. And there are already people now that are now making Julio Rodriguez pool floaties. And it is, I love the fact that he's even willing to own his mistakes. That's, that's veteran right there. That is a veteran man right there. Anyway, back to back to all-star stuff. Yes, I've been gushing about Julio Rodriguez. Sue me. Um, I think that as well in the uh alpha in the outfielder position, I don't really see too many people I would put above who we have here. I mean, Andrew Benintendi, you knew was going to be the representative from K. So no problem there. Byron Buxton is Byron Buxton. He does Byron Buxton things. George Springer was one that was I'm not I'm not I'm gonna say I'm surprised about, but I had a feeling he was gonna be there. And Kyle Tucker has also had a very sneakily good season. So of the outfielders, any that kind of jump out at you as either a they were missed on or these people didn't deserve it? Well, honestly, I I mean to be fair, Andrew Benintendi's hitting three seventeen, but. I initially thought their representative was going to be Scott Barlow, their closer. But, I mean, upon review, I mean, I think it's Ben Attendee is a fine selection. Springer is kind of the borderline one for me, like you. I mean, he's only hitting 247, and his OPS kind of pales in comparison to some. But, you know, Byron Buxton is the interesting one to me because he's only hitting, I believe, after today's game, which he did go deep, he's only hitting like 218. but his his slugging percentage is so great that it brings his OPS up so much higher. So I'm really glad that he finally gets to play in an all-star game. He's I get that he strikes out a lot and he doesn't draw a ton of walks, but when he's on the field, he's electric. So I'm, I, I'm really, really curious to see how he does. And, you know, re- really, I'm, I'm looking at that roster and I mean, th- those are probably the same guys I would have picked really. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think, who I could have, who, who I would swap out, you know, Springer for. But now, now that I think about it again, it's, it's kind of tough to do. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's where I'm at with, with those. Yeah. I can't immediately think of like anybody else that I would rather have in some of these positions. I do think that Springer is really kind of the odd man out here. Um, But especially with uh, the Blue Jays already having two starters on the American league side so i i mean i'm not like broken up about it but at the same time like i don't know it i have a feeling that you know there there probably could be other people that are in there but oh well then we look at the national league side of the outfield squad squad and only four to talk about now ian hap starling Marte, kyle schwarber and juan soto 
here. And this is a little bit interesting here. I want to ask you first, because I want to get your kind of opinion here, especially since there's another Met here for you to talk about. But only four here for, again, uh, having more at another position. So what do you think about the outfielders here for the National League, Mac? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't think Starling Marte is actually going to play. He is dealing with a groin tightness right now, so I have a feeling he'll probably end up sitting out, which will open up another spot. But really, Ian Happ's having a, a great year again. I, I'm i really curious to see what the, the Cubs do with him because you know the Cubs aren't contending, and he's got a ton of trade value, so they could probably get a great haul for him. So good for Ian Happ. Kyle Schwarber has been an absolute monster. I don't know if people realize this, but Schwarber has 28 homers this year. He has 28 uh, today. I mean, after a, a monstrous month of June, he just keeps raking. So that's huge. I'm honestly curious to see if he'll be in the home run derby. I know he did it once. I can see him doing it again. And Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. Uh, Juan Soto, you know, he's having a down year by his standards, but really he's still, still playing all right. I mean, I think, you know, he, he's starting to heat up again. And I mean, sure, a 242 average isn't great for him, but he's still leading the major with 71 walks, still has an 869 OPS, 395 on base. I I think those are still all-star numbers. So really, I can't see who else like who else is deserving. I mean, I'm really happy, really happy for Marte. You know, I thought there was maybe an outside chance that Brandon Nimmo would make it, but Mar- Marte's come on strong lately. So Good, good for him. It's the second all-star game. And then, yeah, I mean, really, I don't I have too many issues with this. Yeah, I really don't either. I think the number one thing here I just want to bring up, though, is, again, just the insane power numbers of Kyle Schwarber. How it always seems it's around this kind of time now, for the last couple of years especially, where uh, we just see Kyle Schwarber do Kyle Schwarber things, and Kyle Schwarber does amazing home run, hit, ball, hard, ball things. Uh, but I like what I'm seeing here. And I think that, I mean, there wasn't going to be anyone else from the Nationals besides Soto. I mean, is, do we, is there another human being on that team? I mean, is there? Josh, Josh Bell, I think was close. That's true. Yeah. Opinion. Bell could have done it too. Yeah, Josh I'm Bell and maybe Tanner Rainey could have, but I mean, you can't not go with Juan Soto, in my opinion. No, no, yeah, it's Soto. And you already have, a couple first basemen, a few first basemen, in fact, from the National League side. So it's going to be really hard to justify putting in Bell. I think overall, as we take a look at this, like this outfield community is about as expected as you're going to get. Like not really any other names, which is kind of funny because we're getting to kind of a trend here with the National League and the American League side where it seems more likely, it's at least becoming more of a pattern that the National League side makes a lot more sense who they picked as opposed to the American League where there's a lot of question marks which I mean really could go either way I guess but overall it's whatever then we go to the American League for the designated hitter here and this is one that's going to be interesting I think because the guy that has this position is now injured Jordan Alvarez was the designated hitter put in for the team. And he has been, as you know, Splash has, again, gobbed about on on uh, podcasts before and all that. 
he has been absolutely phenomenal with a baseball bat in his hands. They were saying that they, he was saying things like that. He was having Ruthian levels of power, having uh, all these incredible stats. And you know, yeah, you know, good on it. Jordan Alvarez has been an, an amazing ball player, but now he's injured again. So that means he's not going to be at the game. If he had made, if he was going to be able to, then, you know, good on him. But look, I, I this at least opens up one more spot for the American League, which I think very well could go to Ty France. We'll see. That'd be honestly, I think kind of hilarious. That'd be honestly hilarious if a Astro left the All Star game to put in a Mariner. I think that would just make me uh, very audibly giggle. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I think that becomes the, that kind of the final question that we're gonna kind of end a little bit of this with. If there is one person. Right. If there was one person that you put in for your Don Alvarez, who is it? Is it is there any other name besides Ty France that deserves that spot? Like, I, I, I want to hear answers for this because I feel like it's like I don't want to sound like the homer. I've said that five ton of times in this podcast. But looking at the stats, I feel like I can say that as a baseball analyst as opposed to a Seattle Mariner fan. Like, is there another player out there right now that is not currently on the all-star team? Is there another player that deserves that spot right now more than Ty France? I mean, really, the only player that sort of that isn't already in the game that maybe would have a chance is JD Martinez. But the thing is that Martinez has also come down to earth big time the last few weeks. So I think. If it's not Ty France, I don't really know what to tell you because I, I'm looking at the rest of the the rest of the guys. I mean, close to him is I mean Jose Abreu, maybe maybe JD Martinez, but I really think it it has to be France. I'm I, I don't know I don't know how else to put it. I'm just gonna do something here real quick here, so. I'm not going to bring up Vlad too much more. I will say he does have a 2.5 war on season 135 OPS plus. Fantastic. Good on him. Ty France on the season right now, 2.8 war, 310 batting average of 10 home runs, 89 hits, one of the most in all of Major League Baseball, 384 on base percentage, 467 slugging. An OPS of 851 and an OPS plus of just shy of 150 at 148. A guy that was a. I'm not going to say he wasn't even remotely close to a lock for the All Star game at the beginning of the season. He was, you know, a guy that was going to, at the start of spring training, compete for his job alongside Evan White. And then Evan White decided to die again. And was said, all right, it's your job to run with it. And boy, did he run with it. Getting to watch him play baseball every day. Ty France is different. When you look at a major league baseball player that has incredible back control, like Ty France does, watching him attack at baseball is different. Watching him go against hitters and foul off pitches consistently until he finds one that he likes. It's like watching a veteran at work. It's watching a master of their craft. Is Ty France the best first baseman, the best first baseman in baseball? No. I 
that's in the American League potentially, but no. I think that though when I see him play, he is at an elite level. He is an absolute monster of a player that is that needs to be rewarded for what he has done. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, this is a guy who I I mean, I'll be honest, he wasn't really on my radar until last season when he really he he really burst on the scene as a, you know, a solid everyday first baseman. I remember when he played third bit for San Diego. You know, now I just can't believe that 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 trade that the Mariners pulled off in the summer of 2020, it looks like, wow. I don't, I don't know how that, that was possible. I mean, they treated Austin Adams, Dan Aldevila, and Austin Nola for Andres Munoz, Luis Torrance, Taylor Tremel, and Ty France. That might – I mean, I, I cannot believe that trade. That, in retrospect, that is ridiculous. That is an absolute trade robbery. And I still, like – that trade alone is one of the reasons why I'm still 100% fully on the Jerry DePoto train uh, because that trade is just unfair. Looking at it nowadays, like Seattle legitimately, every single one of those players is a starter. Like actually Taylor Trammell plays a lot with the team when he's not, he's injured right now. Luis Trent's just got off the IL, but has been a mainstay catcher in DH with the team. Andres Munoz is finally starting to, to figure it out. He's starting to live with the long ball, but still can throw a fastball at 102. And Ty France is one of the best first basemen in all of baseball. Done yeah. and, and done. Remember that France was also a 34th round pick. He, so, he was, yeah. I saw uh, that. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that, that's honestly amazing. Seeing guys like him, you know, succeed, that, that I'll, I'll always pull for guys like that. 100%. 100% same here. All right. Are there any other last comments we have a, about anything we've talked about? We had one topic we wanted to get to today, but just weren't able to get to. We had too much fun talking about the all-star stuff. We may do another thing yeah. later on about it, but... The one thing I forgot to mention was Travis Darno making the all-star game. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's someone who watched Travis for a while with the Mets and never really saw him uh, break out. I mean, I, good for him. Uh, in all honesty, though, I thought Will Smith had more of a case to make it over him. But regardless, I'm happy for Travis. I just hope he doesn't destroy the Mets too badly this coming week in Atlanta. All right. Yeah. My last comment will be if I haven't already, you know, beaten this dead horse more. Ty France should be the number one. Uh, replacement, especially for uh, when your Alvarez needs his replacements. And uh, then after that, shortly after, one of the first pitchers that needs to uh, not be in there, Logan Gilbert, needs to be given that nod too. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us here at uh, Chief Seeds Cheddar. I want to say a thank you to Matthias Altman, Kurosaki. Make sure you go follow him at Matthias underscore A underscore K on Twitter. You can go follow me, your host, Alex Clark, at the Sports Guy 242 Make sure you also go follow the Overtime Heroics Twitter at, OT, at Baseball underscore O-T-H. But for Mag, I have been Alex Clark. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Chief Seats Chatter. We do usually about one podcast a week. Make sure you follow us on major podcasting platforms, including Spotify. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy baseball. It's beautiful weather. We're getting to the, one of the best parts of the baseball season. Have a great rest of your day. I hope to see you all real soon.